0: McDelivery brings a top-tier line-up of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that order in today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required
1: On time, claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19 2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto renew at nine ninety nine each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com/slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply.
0: Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi, everybody. Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch.
1: Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV. For
0: all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. For the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on you foxes! It in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reach the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered... ¡Sí, <tose> Sky your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. All right, Chris. All right there. How the devil are we? Yeah, I'm feeling a bit like that myself. A bit flat. What is it with Leicester City and stoppage time goals? Or was Eddie Howe watching that um West Ham game, watching that Tottenham game, I thought, ha let's fall them into a false sense of security. <sighs> Either way, let's be honest with you, it is just bloody annoying. This is Lester Little I Die TV. You can catch us on Facebook, you can catch us on Twitter, and of course, if you're on YouTube, at the Leicester Little I Die TV, please uh, like the video, share it if you can and also obviously please 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 subscribe and if you're listening on the podcast we're on all the major podcast platforms and a few others as well thank you very much this is where you can find us watch us on
1: youtube listen on your favorite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast lester till i die
0: subscribe like follow and join in now
1: Broadcasting live worldwide.
0: Indeed, we are going to be looking back at the uh, Newcastle game. And I have got uh, a Newcastle fan has joined me and will be be coming on uh, live in a second. But I just want to take um, a moment because it seems sometimes you forget that this is just a game of football. And those that sort of have taken part in that game of football for your pleasure, for your entertainment, move away, move on, pass along, pass away. And I think it's always sad. I really do. And of course, today, the championship lost one of its best servants. New, yes, Derby County were relegated to the third tier and I I can't tell you how how upset that makes me feel but for for more news on that let us go over to our East Midlands correspondent. (laughs) Apologize. I'm continuing. I was going to apologize to all Derby characters, but I can't. Come on. You're Derby. We're Leicester. You're going down. Well, you've gone down. You're in the third tier. Good good evening to Scott. How the devil are you, sir? Welcome along. And thank you for standing in for Brad uh, tomorrow. um, And uh, not tomorrow, Wednesday. It is much appreciated. You don't have to bring your bring your board along with you, so don't worry. John Wayne, good evening, sir. How the devil are you as well? Uh, David, hello, Chris. You are horrible. (laughs) I know, but it's such fun. It's such fun. And uh, John says, (laughs) yeah, feels sad. Never mind. Anyway, we <laughs> we had a game on Sunday. Um, yeah, that's one I'd rather forget as well. But this gentleman doesn't. It's Brad. He's a big Newcastle fan, and we'll say good evening, Brad.
1: Good evening. How are you doing?
0: I'm all right, thank you very much. Thank you for uh, for being patient there in the green room. Hello. There's nothing like kicking an opponent when they're down, is it? No,
1: I'm still laughing at that. <laughs> oh God, I wasn't. I, was, I wasn't.
0: <laughs> Sorry,
1: Brilliant, brilliant one. Yeah. Thank, you,
0: thank you very much. I'll lend it you for Sunderland if they're <laughs> <I> doing <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Um, you, you Obviously, your details I have added into the um, show description on YouTube, but just tell everybody
1: uh, where they can find you. Um, yeah, so you can find us on, on Twitter. That's where I'll be. Uh, that's where we usually post posting on, to be honest. So that's under BP underscore NUFC. Nice and simple. So yeah, if you give us a follow on there, that'll be appreciated. And yeah, follow back. I yeah. was talking about football.
0: That that, uh, that is. let me just see if I can. Uh, here we go. There we go. Bring your details up for you. That's where Brad is. I must admit, I do feel like an honourable Geordie because I've I've spoken to so many Newcastle fans <laughs> and been on their shows. They've been on mine. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm slowly morphing. I should be wearing black and white today, oh. <laughs> or maybe just black for Derby. Oh, I said, yeah, can't miss them. I've got to get every chance I've got, I've got to get it in. Um, you went to the match. Yep. You said, um, I mean, I did a watch along uh, with a Newcastle fan and I've had varying sort of people. Some people say, oh, it was a boring game. nothing was happening, other people say, oh, it was end to end. How did you judge the whole
1: game? Um, it was, <clears throat> it wasn't the most exciting game by any means, but I mean... Hmm. Looking at, at the stage of the season that both teams are at, you can probably be forgiven in that in certain respects. I think so, but yeah, it was obviously still in spells. It was <clears throat> it was end to end, and there was some brilliant sort of breakaway counter attacks. That was usually the highlight, the highlight points, to be honest. Yes, and yeah. it was uh, often it was quite a uh, possession based, and you know yourselves were sort of executing the high press pretty well and controlling the ball for for large portions of it. So, it, but then there was yeah the the, the flashes of the counter attack one way or the other were the were the main points, really. I mean,
0: first of all, and forgive me, I, I should have said it at the start, first of all, congratulations on <laughs> staying up, um, which I think you would have done anyway. I mean, I know obviously those three points virtually confirm it now, but you, I, let's face it, there's four worse teams than you uh, in the Premier League. And the funny thing is, we weren't saying that at the start of the
1: season. No, not at all, not at all. Um, it's quite uh, remarkable how we've turned it round, to be honest, because... Like you say, around sort of just just coming up around Christmas time, the writing was on the wall, according to many many of the experts, wasn't winning it? So, yeah. so, to what we've managed to, to the, obviously the January window was the most important thing, and luckily we managed to get it right with the players that we got. People yes. again, apart from. Arguably, people are saying the only the jury's out for Chris Wood. I, th- I think, but apart yeah, from that, I was about to that, that, yes. yeah, apart from, yeah, apart from that, uh, that everything else has been spot on. Unfortunate to lose Trippier, obviously, and we haven't had yeah. Callum Wilson. But yeah, just the way Eddie deserves, you know, so much credit. The way he's, despite what they can say about him, but as as a as a manager and as as a, for the players and as, his coaching ability. Just the way, the way he's been able to transform that the team is just unbelievable. So, I mean, I, I'm a great Eddie Howe advocate.
0: I mean, I, I actually live down, I lived just outside Bournemouth. Yeah. And when I came down to Bournemouth, which was 15 years ago or so, I can remember the Bournemouth players stood outside the pavilion with buckets collecting money to try and keep the club going and Eddie Howe had come in and i think the club was like minus 17 points at that time yeah. at the bottom of the fourth tier and he came in and you know he took them from that to um premier league and to yeah. be unfair for a few years premier league stability you know and the guy to do that i mean to, in in a lot of ways that should have been the story of the 15 16 season that, that bournemouth win the premier league if we hadn't gone on and won the Premier League that season, I think that might well have been. So, I think you've got an absolutely brilliant manager, Ain. I was afraid when you first signed him, and again, I'm getting mixed mixed views here from Newcastle fans, is that obviously the rumours were, well, you went for Emery yeah. and he turned you down. I mean, is do you see Eddie Howe as almost like a stopgap manager in the fact that he's kept, you know, his, his, his brief obviously was to keep you up this season at all costs. He's yeah. done that probably for the next season or the turn, I do like your owners because they're very much, they're not this right, we're just going to buy it and we're going to be Premier League champions next year. You know, they are taking it step by step. They realise it's something that you've got to build a base on and, and then build on the next base, etc. Um, but do you see Eddie Howe as the long term or do you see him being there for a couple of seasons and then when you're ready to challenge for the Premier League, you go out and get a big name? And not no disrespect to obviously Eddie, yeah. but get you know one yeah. of those big name managers in.
1: Yeah, um, I think my probably take on it at the moment is I think as long as, as long as he's doing the job and improving the team in in the sort of a two year window, I think there's no problem with him keep keep keeping his job. Yeah. Unless unless we're really underperforming, which in that case we will go out and get that name. But I think I think the ways the way I think the owner's said in in sort um, sort of had a bit of a. An interview in the um, I think it was three or four weeks ago, and they've said how impressed they were. and They didn't realise what sort of how he would take charge of the team and transform transform the the squad like mm-hmm. he has. So I think in that respect, he's um sort of punched up punching above his weight, and what even going above what what they thought he could achieve this season. Which yes,
0: yeah, no, definitely. Mike Green's yeah, here. Maybe heard... sorry, you were breaking up. I thought you'd stopped. Yeah. I think you've oh, broken up. Now, carry
1: yeah, on. But, yeah, no, I was saying, um, yeah, I think even even though we are safe now, well, not mathematically, but yeah, pretty much so, I think if we can pick up even a few more wins, it just sets him, it just it boosts yeah. his profile even more and the reputation he's got and the backing he'll get from the owners and the way that the way that they're sort of impressed of what he's done and the strategic planning that they've got in place, I think they're fully, they're fully behind him with that and... The more wins he picks up and the better he gets us playing, he's gonna be he's gonna have that position to say, Well, keep doing keep doing what you're doing. You know, we'll obviously gradually improve the squad. And as long as he's gonna improve himself as a manager, and as long as we're making that progression in line with what's expected realistically, there's no reason why he he couldn't keep the job. And I think I think that's what the majority of the fans want to see. Because just because like like we're talking about then his his history and what he's done, that story with Bournemouth, how many other managers You're talking like in the world class bracket. None none of them have gone through that experience in their career, so he's, he's a different type of manager. And somebody like a Down to Earth, great man manager with the players. So I think that's that's someone you know the fans have really taken to, of course. And I think most of us would like to see him stay long term.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Mike, good evening, Mike, how the devil are you, sir? Also, good evening to Terry Fuller, welcome along, and uh, to um, David S as well. I'm going to come to David S's point in a minute, but first of all, as Mike has said there, you know, there's no reason he can't grow with, you know, no. Newcastle, and all managers have to start somewhere, you know, and this going straight from playing to a Premier League club, we've seen, it doesn't, it doesn't always work. No. Um you know, and and oh, we were joking about uh, Derby before, but Wayne Rooney stopped there. He'll build his career there, uh, and and you know where, where Lampard's kind of sort of jumped ahead of him, and he's struggling. Let's be honest with you. So yeah, I think Eddie Howe can can go on and do a a good job. And like you say, if it's not broken, what why fix it? Uh, so. David asked you a, a, a point here, uh, Brad. Some of the pundits I listened to seem to suggest that Newcastle uh, sat back a lot in the second half and didn't do much to win. Other than uh, St Maxim solo runs, uh, were, were you playing for the draw?
1: Um, no, I, I agree. I think in that second half, we weren't we weren't particularly great. The winner, say the winner coming from the the, the win and goal, the build up just to certainly from target to to win the ball back. Yeah, and he started the attack and then knocked it to Willock and he made a made a made a good uh, flick on. To get past to get past the uh, I think it was was it Justin possibly yeah, and, got, um, yeah. And, and um and um yeah so that just one flash of a uh, fl- flash of brilliance from those two, and then Bruin obviously to set up the goal but yeah apart from that we were we sort of we weren't we were sitting we were sitting sitting back quite a lot and and let let Leicester have have, have a lot have a lot of, certainly a lot of possession and didn't press too much as what what we'd expected to go for it so yeah I think would we probably go for settling for a point possibly but. Yeah, I think that probably was. Yeah, was was the case yeah. ultimately, unless that that one chance that was it. Just he it just happened. Could have gone either way. It happens.
0: Yeah, it yeah. always seems to happen yeah. to us in stoppage.
1: Time. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. we. Uh, but I mean, yeah. I, you. I
0: would say. Um, up, I mean, I just wish Tillerman, sort of, you know, who lost the ball originally, just just take the Newcastle player out, take one for the team. You know, I know he's not that sort of player, but if you're taking you out, you'd have probably got a book in. Um, possibly sending off, but you know, like I say, take one for the team. But then again, you know, one point, you know, <laughs> we would have got. So we're not actually sort of doom and gloom. But talking of um, Saint Maxim, it, it was one I was watching when I did the obviously when I doing the watch along, but I was particularly interested in because he was the player under Steve Bruce that got all the plaudits. He was your he was your Tillemans, if you like. Um, And very often, when I was watching it, he broke really, really well. Like I said, countered against us, but he had nobody to pass to. There was no Newcastle player up there with him, and he was kind of like he lost the ball. And and the guy that I was watching it with was sort of saying, "That's that's that's typical Newcastle."
1: Yeah, it's that that's that's the thing sometimes, and I think the second half really highlighted it because he didn't he didn't have much joy, and when when he did manage to. Often, often via a long ball is usually how he gets in. Behind the back four, gets the ball and runs yeah. on. But yeah, in that situation, it's it's you're seeing maybe one or two players just sprinting to get in a position. But you guys were very well organised at the back, so there was nothing for him. He could there's nothing for him to do apart mm-hmm. from his trademarks. using in that situation, when there's no options, you'll just try and take it, take it level and uh, take take it out across and try and yeah. get something. But um, if there's two or three defenders well positioned they'll just drift across and it's quite easy to defend but yeah so it's it's that, it's that, it's that support that's lacking to sort of unlock his um ability of what he's doing but yeah, yeah. That, and that that was that was sort of a a result of us probably sitting a little bit too deep so we yes. couldn't really affect be effective enough with with Maxi to be honest Scott says there
0: Chris doesn't want his players taking tactical fight I know he doesn't but I still wish he had done (laughs) sometimes so just take one for the team guys take one for the team uh Terry good evening I say how the devil are you I wouldn't mind having the Brazilian lad who scored Bruno is it Um, yeah yeah Bruno um here at Leicester not that he would come now uh I mean just I mean, it sums it up there, you know, you've gone from a team that was probably supplying players for other clubs to players that, why are they going to want to go anywhere else? You know, the future at Newcastle, if you look at it, it's only going one way. Um, And, you know, know, you you say Leicester are doing the same and we've come a long way, but you know, we've all got rich owners. Some have got deeper pockets than others. Yeah. But you're not going to have to sell if you don't want to anymore. And you know, somebody comes in for a player, and you want to keep him, you can just yeah. up his wages.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's 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 um it's a very lucky position to be in, I suppose. Because over over the years, it's certainly Mike Ash's tenure. Um, any 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 good players that we had were performing well. In the back mm. of your mind, you are thinking, you know, oh, how long is it going to be before they end up, um, Mike actually get, gets a bit of 20, 30 million pounds, yeah. say like for Perez, et cetera. Perez, yeah. You he had got, to and, mention and, that P word, didn't and you? He's, <laughs> and, he's, and, he's, and, he's, and then like I say, not the many examples where they've just gone and you feel like now, if we have that players, the the mm. hardest thing is probably going to be getting some of the players that aren't sort of out of favour, getting them out of the club. And then the ones we bring in, we've got to make sure they're sort of rotated well and there's good enough competition and people. It's sort of keeping their morale up on getting players with regular playing time, really. Yes. And then, if as long as everyone's happy, like you say, there's no reason why they're going to want to go anywhere. No, unless it's um, for a top, you know, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, well, yeah. etc. But yeah. if that happens, yeah. if that happens, then that's probably going to happen. There's nothing we can do about that. No, no.
0: There's always there's always that, a bigger know. club, yeah. unfortunately, isn't there? Yeah. Um, Scott, ask you here, Brad. Do you think that? Uh, Eddie has found Joe Linton's best position, as I've been impressed with him in particular. Um,
1: I think it's it surprised everybody really how mm. he's brought what he was from what he was originally brought in to do a couple of years ago, and now he's now he's in this position, sort of a pressing central midfield player. But I think how Ed, Eddie said that you know he's found that he's found that spot for him in the team, which is yeah. great. You know we've, we've we've seen the the improvement that he's had and. The, the effect he's had on the team, it's still not. There's obviously the goal-scoring elements lacking, lacking, slightly, which is, which is, um, you know, clear to see, and it's, it's it's been the case since 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 he since he signed. But Eddie's also said that longer term, he knows that he can play higher up the pitch, so it's just a case of if and when that's going to happen. But he, but he also mentioned that he's got no reason to change it, which obviously mm. which obviously is a very very true statement. So whether I don't know how it's going to play out, he might just end up staying there in the long term, but I know that, I know that certainly Eddie believes, finishing wise, he has got that ability to, to play higher, up, higher, up, higher up the pitch and had some goals to his game. So it's yes. just interesting interest to, interest to see how that's going to play out. Yeah.
0: Um We're going to look at the teams. Um, there's more questions in the chat when we will come on to those. Um, but I mean, these, were, these were the starting teams. Um I mean, how, how pleased were you? I mean, you've, you've got one sign in there, Chris Wood. I mean, Terry's just said here, uh, was it me or did Wood have virtually no effect on the game? I mean, we had Chris Wood at Leicester and I I was pleased when we signed him. I think he just scored six in a game for Millwall or something like that. He was on fire. And unfortunately, when he came to Leicester, we already had Dave Nugent, we had J- Jamie Vardy, and then we went and bought um, Leo Ujoa from Brighton. So he was up against some stiff competition. And as Ujoa found as well, you know, David Vardy started to come through and the rest, as they say, is history. But that has got to be... And I say, I love the guy. I haven't got anything against the guy. And, you know, he's, I think he scored our first Premier goal back uh, when we came back up. But it was a weird signing for me because he's not; he wasn't going to be the 20-goal-a-season striker that I thought
1: you probably needed to stay up no um I think it sort of surprised everybody because it came about re- relatively quickly because with the being a release clause it got triggered yeah and the news started flying around it was virtually a done deal by then so mm. I mean it, it, I think it happened the day after but yeah at that at that time we were thinking God, we really, we really, we really you, you would think we really needed to do something better than that to, to give ourselves any chance of staying up. Yes. But it somehow worked out regardless. You know, we're we, we in a fortunate position now, but you would yeah. think, and but I, I think we under no illusions that we would think, and probably could he have got a few more? He might still do by the end of the season. Like, of don't know. Yeah. But, but if you say, like, were you thinking maybe five or six goals would be realistic for him? Sort of the record that he's had in the Premier League over the last or his exactly, time. Germany, yeah. But you, it's 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 that if, but if it probably he's had he has had an effect in terms of off the ball, but then again I don't think the system we've played particularly best suited for him. I think he's mm. better with someone alongside him, so he's probably struggled as a result of that as well. But he's yeah. not. Some games he's not had a great number of things to work to work to work off and. And, um, I mean, attack. do you
0: see him as sort of a more a bit? I mean, like when we play in at he's more of when he gets the ball, he's holding on to it for other players to come up. Do you see Wood as that sort of player? And if so, he didn't really do that um, on Sunday.
1: No, yeah, I mean that that's that's something. Obviously, being a target man, so that that's something you yeah. would, you'd expect, and he can bring to his game and, and have that effect if he's not scoring goals. But often, often he's probably been the case where he's he's, he's not done that as as well as he could. Yeah. Fortunately scored that great penalty against 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 Wolves under uh, under probably putting himself under a yeah. lot of pressure and everyone everyone was probably just as nervous as he was watching it. Yeah. So but no, he's he's um he's sort of that, that, that player where he's not gonna score you a load of goals, but if we can work it round in a system, when mm. Callum Wilson comes back, obviously he's gonna be the higher end potentially in summer. I would I would think we're yeah. gonna go for a striker anyway. So in terms of where he's gonna fit in, hopefully just a backup target man and you'll have the support by then to have more of an effect for us, hopefully.
0: Yes, yeah. Um, Mike says there, Wood was a a business signing, hurt your relegation rivals. I don't think
1: it hurt, but
0: again, he wasn't a prolific scorer for Burnley this season. Uh, I think it hurt them psychologically, uh, the fact that they'd lost their main striker to, to 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 Newcastle, but you say he was never a twenty goals st- a season striker for uh, for Burnley. But that team there, um, were you happy with that as a starting lineup? I mean, Shelby's your captain, and I can seem to remember he wasn't the fans' favourite under Steve Bruce.
1: Um, no, yeah, line lineup. Pretty, I think that's as good as, as good as we were going to go for from yeah. what we had available. So yeah, I'm happy with that and. Yeah, Shelby's been a surprising one because under Bruce he was looking really um, out of favour and a bit down in the dumps. Like, mm. and especially I think I remember Bruce's final game in charge when we just got taken over and he got a silly sending off. So I think it was two two. He, he came on and then he got sent off in the second half. And then you <laughs> thought head 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 down walking off, you are thinking he's not gonna uh, he's not gonna he's not gonna last too much longer at the club. And then yeah. Eddie when Eddie came in, he was he was one of the players that came up and said he's going to be really important for this team and since then he's really put the time, he's obviously put the effort in in training fitness wise mm-hmm. he's, he's looked, he looked he looked a different player and he's he's had, he's put some great performances in scored scored a couple of goals and then the the passes he can play anyone anyone's seen that on his day the 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 brilliant so
0: oh yeah, i think he you know. always had great potential yeah. which is why i think we all sort of surprised but mm-hmm. maybe that's because now a he's got a a coach that believes in him and B he's just got a decent coach now. Yeah. Uh well every disrespect to Steve Bruce I don't know how he yeah. keeps getting jobs to be honest <laughs> with you but uh, yeah. I mean looking at Leicester's lineup I mean uh, let's let's get the elephant in the room out of the way you've mentioned him already. Yeah. There we go Mr Perez as Scott says there and I'll say it to you I say it to every Newcastle fan I see I've still got the receipt His faulty goods Will you please
1: take him back? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't think we'll have him back now. But yeah, said, it's, it's, "It's." I was going to say that. I'm not sure how the how the Leicester fans sort of. i not 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 really got a gauge of what the Leicester fans think of him. Really, to be, so to it, to be I, honest
0: with you, he he was a surprise sign-in. I'm not going to lie to you. We we there was no rumours beforehand. Yeah. A bit like Chris Wood, I suppose. Mm. You know, it was it was Brendan's first sign sign-in. He had that thirty million pound get out clause. And we triggered it and we thought, okay, you know, we looked at his last season stats. And I think that last season with you was the best season he'd had. Uh, yeah. So, And maybe we should have looked further back. And we all saw him as a striker when he came in. And he's not, he's not really an out and out striker. And I think he's, he's never, he's never shown it. We, I think there's a good player in there. It's just trying to get it out of him. You know, he he was played on the right wing. And so we kind of said, well, that's not his, you know, he's not, he's not a right winger. Uh, so let's judge him when he's, you know, in his favourite position. But I think his favourite position is very much like a number 10, but nobody plays with a number 10 anymore. And if, you, if we do want somebody in that sort of role, we've got James Madison above him. You know and he'll pop up now and again, he'll score three against Southampton, he always likes a goal against Southampton. Um and then he came on midweek against um PSV and we were one-nil down and he turned the game. You know, he set up the, 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 the goal for the equalizer and we had to eat um humble pie, but as everyone was saying, 20 minutes doesn't make up for the three and a half seasons that he's not been producing for us and in occasion like with the back but I mean that back hill for, for Luckman and that goal I mean it was sublime you know and if that was Ronaldo did that we'd all be screaming, screaming from the rooftops wow what a wonderful player Uh and he had a decent game against you but it's just not regular enough
1: Yeah that's it you want you, you sort of look, looking for that consistency I know that that was the case when he was when he was at Newcastle he, he was He's, he's the last season we had with him. He'd he played in that in, in like a th- in a, a three up front. Rafa yeah. usually had where alongside Rondon, and he he picked he probably punched above his weight in terms of goals. He picked up quite a few goals in that in that, in that season. Yeah. So he um he was always he was always that sort of one like for us that sort of up and down, pretty, probably quite similar to what he is now. And he's not he's he certainly showed he, he, he showed in a lot of games in the Premier League and the goals he scored. He he is a quality player on his day, but. Like you say, sometimes it's the most frustrating when you know that and, and you don't see you don't see it as often.
0: No, I think think um, like you say, it, it, it reminds me a little bit, uh, and probably Leicester fans are going to look at me with a little bit of a sort of weird look now, but. A bit like Damari Gray when we had him was the fact that you'd bring... And I look, and always respect and, and, and appreciate Damari Gray for that goal he scored against uh, Cardiff after our owner passed away. I mean, that was one of those memorable... Yeah you know, goal in the first game afterwards. I'll always remember him for that. But apart from that, he was, he was a lazy sod, but he came to us with great expectations. I've got a Birmingham, uh, uh, a friend who's a Birmingham fan. He didn't want to let him go. He was annoyed because we'd bought him. I say, and we thought he's going to be a great player for the future. But you, you know, he went through three managers and none of them fancied him, and that kind of says something about him. If it's if it's three managers, but you know, he'd come on and he'd play really well and have a cameo twenty minutes or so, and you think brilliant, and then he'd start the next game and be bloody awful again. And <laughs> Perez kind of reminds me of that a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's 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 um, it's frustrating as well. And he's tomorrow to he's going up to to Ever- to Everton, but yeah, sometimes if that's the case, we'd. Certainly, a few managers it sort of leaves it to think. Well, it must be the player. <laughs> if all, if yeah. if, um, if more if more than you get the sort of consensus from a few managers that someone's not quite. Whether it's at it's in training or some of the attitude shown on and off the pitch. It, um, sometimes it, 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 it doesn't often doesn't often change manager manager and. and Eventually it no. get it gets it gets it gets picked up, doesn't it?
0: Yes, yeah. Now everybody cover your ears. Del boys in. Good evening, Del Boy. How the devil are you? Uh did, did that swear Bucket get over uh, overflowing on uh, on your show the other night? Um I know you weren't too happy with the defeat, but my god, I thought you were being sponsored by FC UK, to be honest with you. <laughs> it was oh. uh, it, it was a barrage, but I did feel your pain, mate. I did feel your pain. Uh, I mean, going through the goals, like I said, that first goal, It, it could, I think the first goal could have gone either way. Um, it, it was very much sort of um, up, up and down at that point, you know, one end to the other. Um, and I, what I liked about Newcastle was after that goal, you didn't. So I think the old Newcastle would have probably dropped the head. So well, here we go again, you know, uh, and then you go on and get, you know, two or three, but they didn't. And that's all credit to yourselves. All credit to um, uh, um, Eddie Howe. You, you you didn't let it affect you, and you you came back fighting.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think something uh, a, a stat from. So I think it was in four or five years, we'd only came back from behind once or twice. I think it could. I don't think it. I think it was twice. So, but now, since you know, I think we've done it. I don't know how many times we've done it this season, but we've done it at least. We've done it at Southampton. We've done certainly a few occasions. A few occasions we've we, you know we've came from behind, and that's that's all credit to the new attitude I think that's in the team. Because yes. pre- previously we would we would be on the on the end of three two nils, three nils, four nils. I mean that that still happened this season a few times. Even at, you know at your place, we'd, we that was the case. But it's mm-hmm. it's now I think the more the, the the attitude we're in now, especially the home form. Because we could usually be our own worst enemy in front of the fans, Yes. And yeah. every everyone used to it was used to get a bit toxic, and the play, the players it would go through filter through to the players, and they would they would they would get a bit the head the heads would drop, and they would uh, they would struggle. But now it's like when we go down, we still have a belief that we can win, that that we can win the game. We've we've showed that we showed that um showed the mental strength that they've got now. Yeah, Um, good evening to Doug and
0: um, I'm going to just sort of mention that Doug what you said um, straight after this Yeah, um, please do subscribe if you are watching on YouTube and you haven't uh, done so yet. Uh, but yeah, as as Doug, um, I'm just going to find the comment now. Um, I I haven't I hadn't heard this and and I haven't seen it. Just having a quick look then on on the BBC. But uh, thoughts go out to Cristiano Ronaldo and Georgina Rodriguez who have just announced they have lost their baby boy. Uh, yeah, I know he's a a Manchester United player, but I don't care. In that situation, you know, um, I think our thoughts go out to any player. You forget, you forget club loyalty. Uh, RIB Christi- um, Cristiano, and um, I can't, I can't really say much else on that one, really, to be honest with you. Um, and, and as as Mike said, yeah, I agree with them uh, wanting privacy at this time. Um, i say our thoughts go out to them um your equalizer um <laughs> it's annoying from our point of view i'm not gonna lie <laughs> it was like we managed to sort of hold on because both um myself and uh alec who was doing the uh watch along with me you know we know when we've just scored a goal that we, we are very susceptible to equal you know to team equalizing and he said so would so would newcastle but we held on for a bit but it came and i've got to be honest with you um if you deserved it
1: yeah i think from what, what what we just mentioned then about the the spirit and fighting back we showed showed a good we had, we had a good spell after that pressing well and we sort of managed to uh t- turn the tide a little bit mm. so but to say to get to but to get the rub of the green, um bit of a mistake from uh, from Casper to be on to be honest with you, which you know, like you say, you'll be very disappointed about to say that to see him spill it. But um we looked at it and I thought he just sort of kicked it out of his hands and then it went to the it went it went it went, went to the screen and it showed um it showed that it was a it was a mistake from the goalkeeper. So yeah, very, very very fortunate and just a quick sort of quick to be on his mark and to, to, to like sort of spot spot spotting it and an opportunity and being being there and and sort of a bit of a poacher, so yeah, great, great, great to see him, uh, great to see him get on the scoresheet.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you, you can see they're still there. I mean, I didn't realise straight away that the goal hadn't been given, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't particularly see anything wrong with it. Yeah. And then, of course, it was it showed it had gone to VAR, and I think there was two. There was, I think, somebody, one of your players was possibly jumping over a Marty, but. You know, to my mind, the martyr's is a big bugger. Why weren't you jumping? Mm. And secondly, well, it's it it's it sort you saw from there. I suppose from a distance, it, it, it could have kicked it out of the hands. But I always look at these things and think, okay, if this was at the other end, would what would I be thinking? You know, if it's a penalty, would I be claiming for that penalty? Blah blah blah. And had that been at the other end, I would certainly have been screaming for the goal. And 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 you know, well done to Bruno for following it in and, and not giving
1: yeah. up yeah exactly it's just that, that 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 instinct that which he's got alongside all all the other positive trait uh, well you know the, the class ability he's got in his game it's just mm. it's just um, he's, impressing, he's impressing us all really and it's just yeah great to uh to, to cap to capitalize on a mistake that that's what you've got to do in the premier League to win games a, a, lot, a lot of the time especially when it's especially when it's when it's um, closely matched
0: Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, let's just have a look. Um, I w- I, there's a, there are a lot of questions being placed in, in the chat, and I will uh, I will come on to that uh, at, at, at the end. But just looking at the match here, wrong, Ron added, there we go. Um, I mean, again, I, I, I Brad, another Brad, actually, my co-host on the post-match, he hates stats. Yeah. He says they don't show the game. The only stat that matters is the one. How many balls in the back of the net? Blah, blah, blah i mean that 69% oh, It's virtually 70 30 on on possession there um, but that that doesn't mean anything but when you look at the game i mean you had you had twice as many shots as we did you know and for me that's worrying you know you had three big chances we didn't have any um expected goals can you were, you were over double double what we were looking at that As as for stats, and I mean, even in the sort of the um, I don't know if it shows there, does it show the values at the side? It doesn't, does it? Um, no, it doesn't on this one. Maybe that's because I'm looking at a different screen. Um, but you've got to be you've got to be pleased with that sort of performance.
1: Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of the I think it's saying in terms of sometimes it can't be a true reflection. I mean, the possession was that one, that one was um sort of from seeing the game, not seeing the stats sort of live. You, you, that was a sort of rough rough um, estimate of, of what you would have said possession-wise because they say so you did have yep. a lot of the ball. But we the chan- the, ch- the chances we did get, we seemed to get shots away and create something, which I think was what Leicester was sort of lacking in a way because they got in some good positions and the crosses came in but said you just didn't quite get the rub of the green, possibly. A couple of chances we cleared yeah. away well. Just just hoofed it, you know, got, got a clearance where we needed to. Dubrovka came and claimed a few. So he, he just didn't materialise into the great positions you got into and the, the amount of the ball and passes that you were making, it just didn't materialise into, into into chances, which sometimes happens in games. They're just if the chances just don't drop. But mm. say it was just yeah, it was just one of them and we managed fortunately that the the, the, the um, snippets we were getting of the ball and we seemed to break away and try and we 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 eventually essentially had to make something happen with the chances we got. So I think that sort of a uh, yeah made it made made us a bit more bit more what cl- clinical. But we just sort of uh, got got a few got a, got a few shots away. I mean a, a, a lot of them were poor ones. Don't get us wrong. And there were no chance yeah. in hell they were they were going they were going in. But it was just sort of. Getting, getting the uh, chance you know, to
0: it, it can hit somebody on the other way mm. in and you yeah. know, we, we, all, yeah. we, we all see de- deflected goals. Yeah. I mean, to me, that the thing that, that interests me is the accurate passes. I mean, we made 490 accurate passes. What it doesn't show is how many of those actually were forward passes and how many were side because we, we kind of we reminded mm. very much of, sort of Liverpool when I was growing up in the 70s and 80s. They were very patient and they would pass the ball around a lot and then have one decisive pass, but we don't have that dis- decisive pass in us. Um, and, and the other thing that, that that gets me is we, we the, the goal did come in sort of the 95th minute, uh, and apparently Mendy got booked after that. I'm not sure what for, but one thing when we had Martin O'Neill as our manager, one thing that he always installed in was that the game isn't just 90 minutes, you know, you it the, the game is on until the referee blows his whistle and you yeah. don't switch off. You give a hundred percent of the time that breakaway at the end, now two central defenders, I think we probably sort of in the center circle or certainly that way up. And it was annoying. I mean, if we'd lost... I would have said fair enough. You know, I think I think for me the draw was the fair result, but if you'd have won or we'd have or you did win, or we'd have won and nicked you know, nicked it, I think we would have both said, Yeah, okay, fair enough. But it was just the manner in which it did, it was so
1: deflating. Yeah, you felt that second half particularly felt a bit flat and mm. some of the sideway controlling the ball. There's, there's a lot of your know, sideway passes, nothing too we, we, we were fairly well organized. The back four done what they needed to do. Yeah, there was nothing sort of we, that space we didn't allow that because we were sitting back more to our detriment in terms of the chances that we had, really. But we 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 nullified the sort of avail, the threat of your, your full back sort of getting behind. I think Craft and Target were pretty well disciplined mm. in terms of not 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 sort of allowing too many opportunities. And given 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 the wide players too much joy, especially when Barnes and Madison came on, I thought they could have had a bit more of an impact on the game. But we 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 managed it well. But in terms yeah. of yes, the, the the way we were playing that allowed allowed your back four to play that higher line. So we, just, I, we just we were just waiting for that one chance to sort of say, well, can mm-hmm. can we break away? Are we just going to yeah. get? Are we, and it's going to be like it's just a case of we're just going to have to get one chance on the break, and we're going to take it. And if we do. We'll Winning if you know, if we don't, we, we'll come away with the point, or maybe maybe we'll, maybe we'll uh, lose the game, like you say. It just depends how we, the, the rubber the greener which way it goes.
0: It's difficult because Brendan's been accused very much of being too defensive a lot of the season, you know, where um, you know, it's one one and he'll put on defensive players and try and hold on, but then you know. If he does that, he gets blamed. Or if he does what he was doing, you know, on Sunday, which is like, let's try and go for the winner, uh, and we get caught out, then he gets blamed. So it is a lose-lose yeah. lose situation for a manager. Hmm. But for, from from your point of view, what do you think of the Leicester side? I mean, you know, you saw. I'm probably presuming if you didn't, if you weren't didn't go to the KP earlier on in the season, you probably saw the match. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you've, you've, you've seen this one. I mean, I, I jokingly said I would have preferred to play the Newcastle that still had Steve Bruce and that we we met at the KEP. Mm. And you might have said, you know, you preferred to play the Leicester that was didn't have a full strength team a few you know a uh, few months ago. And I think if that was the case, it could have been actually could have been a goal yeah. fest. Um, but what what were your thoughts on the, on on the Leicester team and performance? Here's where you lose yep. all your friends, by the way.
1: No, I think, <laughs> um, no, I think you see, you've got obviously a good quality side you've been uh, you've been very unfortunate with injuries this season mm. you know, as 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 we know but the other, the say like, the players that, you know Josby Hall bringing through it's great, great to see that sort of talent Madison obviously on his day brilliant Harvey Barnes etc cetera. Dacker through you know look, looking through the team there's some 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 great players in there and yeah. the ability the ability to sort of the the, mid, the midfield quality and the the way the way they can retain the ball and position them um, keep the position well, that's always going to put you in good stead. It's maybe not what people want to see sometimes, and sometimes yeah. it can be counteracted by the um, by the. It can be relatively easy. The more patient you are for the opposition to become more organised, mm-hmm. but but you're always gonna you're always gonna have, you, you're always gonna have that have that foothold in the game, and it's, you know you know only takes that one opportunity to 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 create to, to create and score so. Yeah, it's it's um it's that that sort of as well the the full backs as well. Got you managed Justin and Thomas Scott usually a couple of breakaways they got with the ball and managed to get themselves up up the field as much as they could. Yeah. So yeah, it's just one of them games where unfortunately it just it just it just happens, done not it? And you, you can be on the lose you can be on the losing side, yes. without yeah. without without doing too much wrong. Yes. Just to, just yeah. just to, but yeah, it just, we
0: made the changes and I knew we would make the changes because we'd made seven changes and it was virtually this team other than Perez that, that played against Palace and we beat them 2-1 and we were comfortable and we, we played very well. So I expected him to go back to that team and okay, I I get the fact that he gave Perez a start because of what he did, you know, in in the European quarter final. So I, I, I get that, but, I couldn't. I couldn't understand a couple of his substitutions. You know, in Barnes played midweek, and he took him off because he wasn't having a good game, and put Luckman on. And Luckman wasn't having a bad game, uh, but he swapped him for Barnes, and Barnes came on and. And another iffy game. He, he, I didn't even notice him after he came on, Madison. No. Yeah, I get that one. He's always, always proven a threat. But, uh, but that—that's that, Madison. But we'll go through some questions uh, quickly now. At the end, uh, Mike. And this is a very good question, Mike. Brad, would you like to see one marquee signing each year, upwards of sixty, seventy million, etc., um, with twenty million signings around? Um, uh, yeah, around that. So basically, did you know what? Would you? I think would you prefer to buy sort of more a, a lot of squad players, or would you like one big? I like, I suppose, like Man United do one yeah. big marquee signing every yeah. year.
1: Um, I think certainly, 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 right away. I think they've they've got a good strategy in terms of sort of forget forgetting about the in the price tag. In a sense, they've got a list of players they want. They're looking at. They're looking at character. The, you know sort of the the, char- the character and how they're going to fit into the profile of the team and yeah so I think if in terms of that if someone if someone does fit all them profiles and they want to join the club and they're going to cost the re- realistic market value is looking at 60 70 million and it, mm-hmm. instead of having a player that's worth 30 and they're asking for 60 and 70 and trying to rip you off that'd be a different story but yeah in terms of I would love I would love to see them those like 60 million genuine 60 million pound signings such as Darwin I think Nunez from from Benfica that's one that's one I would love to see mm-hmm. but then again we need we need um play, we need a few more players around the pitch and obviously we we can't go around getting every player for 60 million so I think well, you probably could of, in fairness terms of in terms it's of apart really, from that I think yeah. if we can pick up some certainly even free transfers if mm. we can pick up some the right the right players even if it's like 15 20 million pound there's yeah. players out there who can really improve us and and uh, and uh, drive us on so i think but yeah i think initially if we can get that one mark the one one sign i think and then the rest we can just supplement the squad with um, We'd, we'd I think you've got
0: to be careful. Um, mm. You know, I, I've seen... I, I, I lived in Burnley for, for 20 years. I had all my kids in yeah. Burnley. And, you know, they had Paul Gascoigne. They had Ian Wright. You know, they got these players in for a season at the end. I can remember watching Gascoigne. I can remember thinking, like, what a brilliant player he is. But the rest of the team weren't at his level. So everything he was trying to pull off, because Burnley were a championship team at the time, great sales, great, you know, for publicity. But on the pitch, he was trying to do things, and you know, the others just weren't good enough to sort of keep up for him, so you don't want to sort of spend a fortune and then find that the rest of the players aren't. And I do. I said this, uh, I said this to Alec on, on the on the watch along. Eddie Howe and the board are gonna to have to be very, very careful with the sign-ins because they go and knock on somebody's door. And they're gonna say, Oh, yeah, are you interested in this player? I see, you know, you, I've heard he's available for thirty million. Uh, who are you, Newcastle? Oh no, it's fifty million. Yeah. <laughs> and because of you know the you know, the, the, the reputation you've got now, you got you've got to be careful you don't overspend on some of these players.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that's gonna be it's 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 gonna be a real test for them and are uh, are they, they going to get every every single call right you know definitely not so they're going to make yeah. some mistakes along the way but i think the the positive thing is they've got everyone's got their head screwed on the know, know the nor the situation rel, 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 relatively uh, relatively well they can learn from the mistakes of some of the clubs you know, such as everton that have made yeah. made, poor, made poor poor decisions in the past so we can do as i think the as is as, as, uh, apart from the, un, the the unforeseen circumstances We'll we'll go into everything with the best the best uh, foot forward and and not try and uh, not try and get yeah. get ripped off sort of thing. But if 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 the players, I think I think what we're gonna to have to do is be a bit strong in terms of having to walk away from deals. Yes. If People do, if people don't want to join us or the other the other selling club aren't gonna play ball. We just we just walk away and we just we just find we 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 have a good list of targets and we try and we try and work it out and hopefully orf- hopefully get the deals done. But I certainly you're
0: worried think... about people coming to you. At this stage, not because of that you're Newcastle United, but because they know that they can probably wring a lot of money out of you in wages, etc. And those again aren't the sort of players you want, are they?
1: No, exactly. And um, I think a lot of what a lot of the fans are behind is we want we want, we only want to see players joining the club who genuinely do want to play for the team. Yes. We, we, yes. we don't people who are just gonna come for money in that and we, we the fans the fans don't want to see that, and the club yes. don't want and the the ownership don't want that either so mm. with and then i think what um what 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 so i think some people can forget as well people as you know, the 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 certain the media can spout off big names et cetera looking at this look at that, but we forget that eddie we we've seen what he can do with players we can yes. take players with potential younger players and we can improve them and yes. we can make we can take we can take take the team that we've got bring bring in some I say not un- unknown players, of course, because the, the way football is in European football now, you know the the, the, the names and the potentials of the youngsters are, are pre- uh, relatively well known. So, but anyone we can bring in, we we know we know we can mould them as long as they fit fit the profile that we're after. Yeah, and it's, there's no reason why Eddie can't improve players like he has no. done for so many in the squad already.
0: Yeah. Terry, I think you were watching Gladiator at the weekend. You said Maximus there. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you were watching long channel, mate. Uh, Scott says here, and I, I and I guess the answer to this is yes, because there isn't anybody that you haven't been linked with, and that's the trouble. Uh Andrea Batelli from Torino, do you know anything about that? Those links? Is he a player um, you
1: would want? I think I think John uh, Sinclair mentioned mentioned that uh, I think on on one of his one, one of his shows, but hmm. Yeah, um, I th- I, if if I remember rightly, I think he's either got a year left on his contract or it's possibly expiring. So he'll certainly, he'll ser- he'll certainly be on the market. Or we'll look at it, but um, I'm I'm not sure. I think I can't see I can't see us going for that one really.
0: I can't. Yes, yeah. Um, let's just see if there's any more uh, questions just come in. Um, I think um. I mean, yeah, I mean, just going on. I think the problem with Perez is that we don't really know what he is in the team to do. Last two games, he's been great as a utility tricky player, capable of a trick or two, but not high quality. I think that... I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him, see him go this window, to be honest with you. Um, but, uh, but we will see. So, um, Mike's just said here, uh, Balotelli's contract is expiring this summer. Uh yeah. Mike can you message me on Twitter cuz I've got an idea for a show I'd like to uh, run past you um if you could and yeah I mean Scott's just saying the same He's a free agent in the summer and has yeah. a good turn of pace and good goals return although in Italy but if you can score goals in Italy against their defenders you're not doing bad you're not doing no. bad no you, you, you don't know. Not. Yeah. You know
1: it's it's it's, it's it can easy uh... Any, any anybody you, you've seen you've seen players coming with big reputations and underperformed oh, players sorry, who, yes. who players yes. who we've never heard of coming and score loads of goals. So you, you, just, you I, just. I always say, you, 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 you
0: just, and it's it stating the obvious a little bit, but I think there's three types of signings when you sign a player. Now, I, I I sort of I was born and bred in Leicester, and I then left Leicester with my job, and I went Blackpool. Blackburn, Burnley. Uh, I worked in Bolton and Bury, and then I came down to Paul in Dorset. And I tell you what, each time you move, you've got to get used to the area that you're in, the people that you're in, because they are different. And that's just moving from one part of the country to another. When you're moving from abroad to come into this country, it's a whole new culture and way of life. And you've probably got no friends or no... Well, you, know, you haven't got any friends with you. You still hope to make friends within the squad. And, you you know, you've no family around you unless you bring those with you. So it can be hard to sort of first of all settle in. Then you've got the thought of, um, you know, uh, what was I going to say, the, the style of play of the Premier League. It's different to the way the Italian play there, the way that the Spanish play there. So they've got to get used to that as well. So it's a bit, a bit like throwing the baby into the swimming pool, really. Will mm. it sink? Will it yeah. swim? And, exactly. you know, we've got three players that basically typify that. For Fana, we threw him in because he was supposed to be going into the development squad, but because of our injuries last season, we threw him in and, my, you know, he hit the ground running. He was oh, brilliant. You've yeah. then got Samari, who we bought, big reputation. He came with Champions League um, qualifier. And yet he's kind of been hit and miss. He's not, you know, he's, he's taken, I think he's taken that bit longer to get into the... English game, then you've got Daka, who has kind of he's half you know what I mean. He's halfway there. Yeah. He's he's he, we know he's got goals in, he's got four against Moscow in one game, yeah. but he struggles in the Premier League. So yeah. you have to sometimes when we you know we, we buy these players and we, we expect them to do things straight away, and it doesn't always happen, does it? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. We, I
1: mean, we, we've we all some fine example. Oh, oh Brovka, the goalkeeper. I think where mm-hmm. where we signed him from on loan. I can't remember Sparta Sparta Prague, possibly. He wasn't even their first choice goalkeeper. Well, and he joined he joins us in the Premier League, his debut against Manchester United. He keeps a clean sheet, making saves all over the place. And what he's done just unbelievable. You you just you just don't know. And I think sometimes sometimes that element's I know I know that, that stuff like that doesn't it's all about the newspapers and the the, the media yeah. and all, all the all the rumours, but and people always have people always an elevated reputation, particularly English players, but you just don't know. But coming in, you just—it's it's always an unknown, and people can take yeah. take things like a duck to water. But yeah, it's um, it's, it's always the, the hidden gems are sometimes some of the greatest signs so the greatest yeah. silence that we see. So you've you, uh, you um, got, yeah.
0: And dare I mention? I mean, you mentioned the P word earlier. Dare yeah. I mention the S word? Slamani, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We had, was, and you would not I mean, that's been awful. You sold us Perez, and sold yeah. us, a, and yet you didn't even take
1: Slamani permanently. Or
0: did Slamani go to you first? We bought Perez after. No, I think Slamani went to you after.
1: Oh, well, um, no, we had. You, I think we had him in the January. No, Perez was still with us that season. Was it? Uh, I mean, yeah. was that why you sold yeah.
0: Perez to us? As, a, as we'll get our <laughs> own back for yeah. sending us Slamani. Yeah
1: you can have him back as well.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, we got rid of him now thankfully, you know. Yeah. Look, uh, Brad, it's been great having you on. Yeah. Thank you for coming on and being oh. being so honest it's and great. reviewing. I know it is always easier uh, uh, to, be, to be to be magnanimous when you when when we're talking about a win, but you know, well done like I say it's staying up. Really pleased for you. We're going to see you next season cuz like I say you're not going to go down and you know, good luck with the future. You've got you yes, you've got the money now, but then you, who hasn't, you know, it's just, it's just, we've all got rich owners, it's just the size of the pocket. So, I uh, hopefully that you'll go and give Manchester City and Liverpool and the like a, a kick up the back sides once you get sp- spending and get the team together. So, all the best for the future, mate. Thanks for coming on and we will see you next season.
1: No problem. Thank you very much, Chris. Good luck and for the rest of the season.
0: Thank you very much. And Brad's. um, Twitter is there on the screen, yeah. and it's also in the uh, description below. Take care, mate. Stay safe. Great and, as I see you next season. Thank you. Cheers. See Thanks you a on. lot. Bye-bye. Thanks to Brad there for joining us. Uh, yeah, I do feel like saying Honorary Geordie. Geordie? George? I feel like <laughs> Honorary Geordie. Uh, I've been on so many Newcastle shows. My throat is still hurting from the uh, PSV game. And can I just say, I want to just say, give a shout-out to... Um, Broski. Now I don't know if you remember Broski or not, but he was um a PSV fan actually living in Holland and he came on to the post match show with us and uh was very generous, uh very magnanimous um and it was a pleasure to have him on and he was really excited because the he was his team which was Eindhoven were playing Ajax in their version of the FA Cup. And they won, basically. So, well done, Broski. Well done, Eindhoven. Uh, and well done to the manager. You may have been knocked out of York, but you, you went and won the FA, or their version of the FA Cup. The only thing I just want to leave with is, with football, we saw sort of the bad news earlier for, for Ronaldo. And, you know, we, we forget football is a game. We're all fans. I mean, you know, you look at when what happened to our chairman. You know, we had flags from virtually countries. You know, Nottingham Forest flags were on were on the gates, for God's sake. You know, our, our biggest rivals, and you know, we 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 should respect that. We should respect each other's traditions, and you know, looking at them, how Man City reacted at Wembley at the weekend uh to Liverpool. The referee had to stop uh, the minute silence for the ninety-six, and I just think, you know, wobble your heads. You know, you, you it was whatever your thoughts are on it, it was a tragedy. Ninety-six people went to a football match and lost their lives. And you should never ever go to a football match and not come back. It's a football match, for God's sake. And I thought we were slowly um I thought we were slowly getting away from this sort of image of, of, of English football. But you know, if you can't keep your gob shut for a minute out of due respect then don't don't turn up at all i was very very disappointed with manchester city fans at that point um and you know we've been through the tragedy and clubs were 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 big enough uh, to to show us support and show us respect um you know not only cardiff because that was the next game burnley who were playing um and i just i just think I don't want to labour the point, but I just think it was disgusting. Yeah, I totally agree there, Mike, one hundred percent. You know, and I know it was only a proportion of the Man City fans, and you, you know, I'm not, I'm not the whole, the whole club w- with that. But I just, I just, I just think it was awful, and I just needed to get that off my chest. So sorry, for going on about that, but I, I, I was disgusted, and sometimes you know, you, you need a club uh, to have maybe have been through a tragedy to understand what it's like, but. I respect every other club because of the way we were treated when our chairman um, uh, was in the helicopter crash. And I will respect all of the club's uh, minute silence and players that have passed away, etc. And I just think those that don't aren't really fans. They're not fans of the game at all. Guys, I'm going to go um, before I start say something i shouldn't i will be back at nine o'clock with lou when we'll be doing the football um, review show we'll be looking at all the news and results from last week that same channel nine o'clock thank you for watching thank you for listening if you've been listening on the podcast it's been great to have you on thanks to scott for modding and mike as well and thanks to everybody else who was in the chat and i will see you at nine good night now
1: thanks for watching Leicester till i die this
0: is chris saying goodbye and see you next time Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.